friends, welcome back to the Dear Pastor podcast. My name is Sydney. Thank you for joining me today. Um, today's episode is called Would God Like Your Church? If Yeshua, who we call Jesus Christ, was to walk into your church today, would he stay? Would he stay? Or would he come once and never return? What would he find? Would he be welcomed? Um, if he was to go to midweek prayer meeting or if he was to go to one of your small groups, what would he find? What would he find? So within the Nigerian church, to, I'm, I'm in the UK and it's, I wouldn't even say within the Nigerian church, i say within the body right now, I genuinely believe that there is such a cry from earth going to heaven that I'm almost, I'm sitting at the edge of my seat here because I know that God is going to start exposing some churches. I know that some things that are happening in churches right now displease him to the highest. And I wanna even go as far as to say this episode will serve as a warning it might be a little bit uncomfortable but I don't mind that I don't mind that it has this episode has to be how exactly how it's going to be um so some of you may know or might not know we have a worship leader who was recently on life support um and has has now died her name is Asanachi um a Nigerian worship leader some of her songs have rippled, I believe, even in the supernatural realm, trying to compete with some of these angels. And the testimonies that have come from her ministry have been beautiful. The lives that she has, even healed with her words, with her music, have echoed, genuinely echoed from country to country to country to country. And now Usunachi is no longer with us. So when she first died, the press was told that she had a cancer, that she died with cancer. Her twin sister and family members have come out to say, actually, no, the reason why she has died is because her her husband, who is also a pastor, was beating her for for years um for a long time in their marriage she was a victim of domestic violence um the 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 the, where it gets particularly um uncomfortable is the fact that this pastor used her sons to beat her flog her with sticks to beat her like she was an animal essentially and he trained them her boy children he trained them to believe that beating women is good the reason why i ask why like what would god if yeshua was on this earth and he came into your church today and he looked at your departments he sat in your business meetings he sat in your elders meetings uh, your women's uh, fellowship your women's department and your men's department like if he came and he was if he had that kind of access to your church what would he say 
I'm asking that question because this lady was in a situation where when she went to the church and told them what was going on, she was told to pray and that this is what marriage is about. This is her husband loving her. There are so many very strange but alarming at the same time responses to people knowing what her husband did to her and and, and not doing anything. Yesterday, also, um, I was was sitting in on a ministry meeting and the prayer topic was the spirit of abortion. And one of the prayer points were for pastors, pastors' wives, um, who would have either had convinced people that they had outside relationships with to have abortions or people that they would have advised in their church to go and have abortions. So so within the prayer point, we were looking at the, um, the spirit of the covenant of death and how these things that you open particular doors going through an act of abortion you open particular doors to the spirit of death uh the spirit of molech and how that how that can manifest in your life but also how in situations when you go to your pastor for advice it's not always what god would say a lot of the times it's the response that we get for, for, for situations where people are vulnerable, um, like domestic violence situations, the responses, to be honest, they fail me. The reason why we're talking about it today is because um, I've worked in domestic violence. I've worked, I've helped women flee from domestic violence, women and children. Um, and I've helped them really put their lives back together again I've done that for years and years and years and years um and seen how the act of a perpetrator can really I want to say it goes down to the very core and it, it can very much change the every single function of a human being whether the perpetrator is a male or female whether the person escaping is male or female, whether the children are male or female, it doesn't matter. But this lady has left a husband and children who in their report, their summary, their police statements, their witness and victim statements, they are saying what their father used to subject them to. I want to know what, as a pastor, how does this sound to you? If um, Osanachi, or maybe you have an Osanachi in your church. Have you seen Osanachi already? Has she come to you? Has he come to you? And what was your approach? What would your approach be, God forbid, if come Easter weekend, I don't celebrate Easter, but I know that many pastors who may listen to this podcast might do if resurrection weekend we have a version of Osonachi coming to you telling you there is 
a situation that she needs to escape because her husband is beating her, what would your response be today? Is your church affiliated Are you with any support groups outside of the church that specialise in mental health or domestic violence or drug abuse or alcohol abuse or any kind of substance issues? And what if Osanachi's husband was your second in command? Or if what if Osanachi's husband was head elder? Or the pastor at the church at the end of the road that you go to play golf with? Who is your friend, someone that you hold in very high esteem? What if that pastor is somebody that you actually know? How is what is your response? If God was to come into your church today, if he was to look in your church, what will he find? How would he rate your responses to vulnerable people? To people that are suffering, suffering. The responses that Osamachi was given even pertaining to this is what marriage is about your husband loves you read psalms 91 go on a fast and your husband will change a submit to your husband this is what submitting is god has called us to suffer this is your cup of suffering what would your response be today would you have the time we all know that pastors even today are busy 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 people would you even have the time to make sure that this 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 young lady had a safe space to go or an advocate to 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 speak for her and to make sure that she was then passed on to the correct services would you is that available in your church today Is it available in your church today? I, the way that this story has broke out across um, Nigeria does not surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. What does surprise me is the amount of stories that are coming out just like it. Oh, I was married to an elder and he used to beat me after church. I was married to an elder or a pastor and he used to whoop my behind and nobody believed me or this, that and the next happened and I suffered. There was nobody to talk to. God hates divorce. So I stayed because it's divorce. The shame of going into the church and divorcing, that's not my portion. So many stories have come out about this word shame. Like what you would do, how far you would go to avoid shame. How far you would go to not divorce. Even lose, you would rather die There's stories where people have come out and said that they would rather perish, like check out early at the hands of the person that they married, just so they wouldn't have to face people because they don't want to face the ridicule. 
I want to ask, is your church a friendly place? And I want you to be honest. What is the, what's the condition of the heart of your church? You know, in scripture, um, there's soil. I believe as, as someone that, that even today, I'm going to go into my garden and sow some seeds, vegetable seeds. I have to condition the soil before I put the seed in so that the seed can flourish. What is the condition of the soil, the hearts of the people that are in your church? If you had a situation, let's bring it home to you. If you had a situation, God forbid I'm speaking now to a pastor who really, really, really needs to divorce because the situation is dysfunctional, it's abusive, it's not working. You are toiling, you are suffering, you are unhappy, but you don't even want to leave because your church isn't a friendly place. Like, well, is it a friendly place? Can people all in sundry that need help come to your church and find it? Or will they find ridicule, shame, embarrassment and tor- nothing but torture? I think gone are the days where we can go into a church, we can hear things and kind of shrug our shoulders and leave. Not only do I think that Nigeria is very close to the heart of God, and not only do I think that he is doing things in Nigeria that the world will see and be in awe of, but I think that we are going into a time now where we are seeing God isn't playing. COVID has come. War is on the brink. Um, And we have to stand before God. We have to face God now. One of the things I say to God in my prayer time is, listen, let me face you now so that I can work out my issues in fear and trembling, work out my salvation in fear and trembling now, like daily, so that I don't have to stand before you and see a tear in your eye because I dishonored you and didn't care about it. They are excellent pastors, excellent pastors in the body of Christ, healthy relationships in the body of Christ, but they are many that are not. And I do not want to skip over the fact that God is hearing the cry. He is hearing the cry from from his children on this planet and it is reaching God good enough And he is about to shift some things in churches. He's about to expose some things in churches. Maybe a church near you. Maybe your church. Justice may have been delayed, but it is on its way. For those people who would have come to it, who may have come to church and been eaten alive and then gave up on God because hold on a minute if this is God's people then I don't want anything to do with it God is going to honor injustice in wrath in anger those who have said I am one of him I am sent by him if you have treated people kindly or you haven't God is going to honor that so come this resurrection weekend 
I really, I want to question what are people going to be praying about? The people that go to your church, are they going to be praying this weekend that domestic violence passes over their home? Or when they remember the death of God, are they going to be saying, may domestic violence die in my home, may abuse die in my home, and may my marriage be resurrected? What is it that people in your church want to die? What is it that they need to be resurrected? And what role do you play as a pastor? What role do you play? What's going on in your home that you would love for your church to know, but you know it's not a friendly place? We need to redefine how we do church and we are our brother's keeper. That's scripture. We are our sister's keeper. That is scripture. And I hope, I hope that somebody listening to this podcast today or tomorrow or next week feels the need to go and Google Osanachi. Even type it in YouTube. They are countless videos that are now looking at her story after her death that are looking at her children's accounts of what they did to her mother because their father said beating women, their father who was a pastor said beating women is good. And is there an Osanachi in your church? What is your church willing to do to make sure that it is not affiliated, that nothing comes out after somebody's death, that they came to you And they confided in you, but they got no help. What are you willing to do to ensure that nobody's blood is on your hands? What are you willing to make to do to make sure that no elder, no deacon, no um, second in command uh, pastor in your church or the churches that you affiliate with are behaving in ways that dishonor marriage, which is a covenant with God and a covenant with your spouse? and dishonor the calling that you have as a leader of God's as if a sheep what will God say if any given weekend he stepped into your church just like that you didn't know he was coming so there was no preparation but he came to find it as is what would he say I really hope that you understand the perspective of someone who has helped domestic violence, who has been in high risk domestic violent cases. And also I'm someone who has experienced domestic violence and on going to church, um, confiding in pastors for respite and help, I was kicked out. I myself was kicked out of church. They said they didn't want me there and I was refused baptism. I know these things happen. But I think we all have some questions to answer because our father, our heavenly father is about to send his son soon. Everything, just about everything that is given as a sign that he is near approaching is happening. And I hope that there is a value on life within your church that goes beyond human emotion like shame and disappointment. I really, really hope that we listen 
to the testimonies of these people. And we, granted, this story is in Nigeria, but there may very well be an Osanachi closer to you. (sighs) Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for what you are doing. I want to thank you for your judgment. I want to thank you for your justice. I want to thank you for the fact that you are all knowing. You are all knowing. And I want to thank you for your standard, your high calling, in which every single one of us will have to stand before you. Every single one of us will have to give an account for how you have, how we have shown up in the spaces and the doors that you've opened for us to walk through. Lord, I'm asking that your wisdom concerning this matter, that it ripples across this planet in every church, in every country, because I believe that you are going to do something soon to expose. And I believe that it is your mercy that you are telling us to get things in order and sort things out. May your will be done, Lord. May your will be done. Amen. Thank you for joining me this episode. Um, It's very different from the others, but nevertheless, it needs to be said. Um, God bless you. Until the next one, take care.